Tech Yeah podcast. So what's up, Bill? How you doing? We're recording at a different time today. Yeah, we are in the split studios, uh, the Tech Yeah satellite offices. Yeah, via satellite. <laughs> this is a true remote, as they call it in the biz. Yeah, it's but that's, that's pretty nice. awesome. I can nice. have Sonic while we're doing. Yeah, it, it's it? comfy, and yeah, I'm having a beer. It's pretty good. Oh, life is good over there. So, uh, how's your week? How's your weekend going, actually? Now that it's the weekend. Yeah, it is the actual current weekend, so we're, we're not recording this, <laughs> talking about four days ago weekend. Mm-mm. The weekend is happening right now. Um, I had a three-hour flight yesterday with my new CFI, and it was epic and amazing. In the beach party bonanza? No, not in the beach party. Uh, this was in a new plane, little Cessna 172. And we just went out and, I mean, had to keep an eye on the fuel we were flying around for so long. It was so awesome. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was good. We did all kinds of stuff. I mean, we <laughs> we got after it. It was, he's he's a fantastic pilot. So he was like, you know, like the aviation equivalent of here, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to do it fun was, stuff in the airplane is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty eye-opening and pretty fun. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, anything else going? happened? Uh, no, nah, my weekend's been going pretty good. I, I honestly have to quit day drinking. I think it's... I went to a child's birthday party yesterday. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like we got trash or anything. But, like, I had a, a few... You know, I had a couple of mimosas. Then I had a couple of Jamesons. And we ate a bunch of tacos. Like, I wasn't really wasted. But, man, I came home and just had a crushing headache. And was just like, my day was ruined. And, like... <laughs> We're getting too old for that kind of stuff, dude. I feel like I'm way too old for it. Um, And then today I got up and watched Captain Marvel in a matinee. Ooh, uh, nice. I have uh, mixed opinions on it. I think it's fine. Yeah. You know, I think my my review of that movie would be like, it's fine. It's not bad. You know, um, I think if you get excited about Marvel movies and uh, you want to know what's going to happen next or whatever, then I think you will like the film. Um, and it's got cool airplane stuff, so you might like it. Yeah, I did. I, I've seen some clips of of her in the F fifteen. Looks pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I mean, it's is it neat. typical? Is it typical Kevin Feige like solid storytelling, but kind of down Main Street a little bit? Uh, it's way down Main Street. I think a lot. I feel like a lot of the '90s stuff they lean into is a little. Um, mm. It's almost like they don't lean in hard enough, you know. Uh, yeah. Like we're we're at Gar- we're Guardians lean so hard into its like music and kind of yeah. its goofiness and like silliness. I feel like this was um, far more timid in its attempts to uh, to kind of invoke those feelings and um, like some of kind of like X Men First Class, like X Men First Class a little bit. So kind of, and some of the songs were so on the nose, you know, um, yeah. like. Like no spoilers, but like you know, she's in like her her girl like fight scene, you know, like like the climax fight scene, and it, it plays like I'm just a girl from No Doubt, you know, oh, and it's God. like it's like this is pretty, uh, you know, like like why yeah. this song, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of great songs from the '90s and the late '80s that are like cool chick songs or like kick ass chick songs. Like this is not even for like No Doubt songs. Like this is not the song you need to pick um and uh 
And same thing with just kind of some of the stuff around that kind of idea. But uh, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was cool. I mean, to be fair, like I think a lot of people were complaining about like the the kind of social justice feminism aspects of well, the movie. That's what I was just gonna ask. Like how how thick did they lay it on? I'll be honest. I think um, one of the only like kind of powerful things is like you know throughout the movie. This isn't really a spoiler. There's a lot of scenes of her like getting like shot shut down for being not for being a woman but like you you can't do this stuff like you're going mm. too fast like you need to yeah. slow down right and um and there's like a scene where they kind of show like her getting up after the those scenes and uh and i thought that was like powerful imagery like you know what i mean like it, it was like this cool kind of like like nothing keeps me down i'm badass like but they didn't do it in a way where it was like overly like you can't do this because you're a woman. It was more a little bit veiled in like you just can't do this in general and not really picking on her gender. No, it's pretty bad about that stuff. And until the, yeah. that's what I mean. Until the kind of it pays off, I was yeah. kind of like, oh, this is this is really kind of this is really thick, you know. But um, do you but feel super end, woke now? No, but by the end, I was I was into it. I wasn't. I didn't find yeah. it like um, I didn't find that to be like the off-putting factor of the film. Um, okay. I just thought it was a little boring, and some of the ideas were like some of the jokes were kind of flat, and yeah. um, you know, just it uh, yeah. Was I, fine. I wonder how much of that was. I mean, they're not obviously trying to make a movie that isn't awesome, but I wonder. If they're like, ah, we don't want this to be too too good because the you know the the crowning jewel of this whole thing is coming out in a couple of months. Well, I think there's a certain, especially like with there's a certain amount of like, if you want to know how what the the story of Endgame, like you have to watch this movie, and yeah. by the time Endgame comes out, there's going to be no way to see this movie other than watching it in theaters. Right, right, right. Because yeah. Endgame's in three months, so this won't be out on streaming platforms or digital or anything at that point. So yeah. it's, they, they very much have the audience by like the you know if you care about the Avengers, you gotta watch this, right? Yeah, and um, and so like which I dig. I mean, it's a cool strategy. I don't. I mean, it's you can. Yeah, it's not. You, it's not unwise. You know. No. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna. They're in the business of making money, so that's fine. I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I just, uh, I just wasn't the hugest fan of the movie. It was, yeah. it was a fine yeah. movie. I think the ending's cool. I think when you know, we've seen the trailer when she gets all super powered and fighting and yeah. stuff. It's, it's cool, you know, like, um, but it's not. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, yeah, I like these Marvel movies. You know, I've kind of waned on my excitement for each one as they come out, but I'm still excited to watch these. Like, there's still probably the most watchable movies that you can if you're just like hey i just want to watch a movie i don't really care what it is if you throw in any of the kevin feige marvel movies from iron man on you're gonna have a good time and you're gonna get stuck stuck watching all of them maybe with the exception of iron man 2 uh maybe like thor 2 as well it's pretty bad i Uh, didn't mind thor pre-ragnarok uh which one was that uh, Dark World or whatever. Oh yeah, that one was kind of a yeah. You're right. Ragnarok was great though. Ragnarok was great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty. I'm interested but, to yeah. see it. I just got to find time to go go and sit in the seat for a couple hours. 
Yeah, so that was my weekend. I've been telling everybody you should go to the drive-in. We got a drive-in by the office. And it's fun to Ooh. watch movies there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so... Uh, we, got we got some, some news. Some We got a lot of news going on this week. Hit, hit uh, me with your NVIDIA story. I want to... Because you kind of just told me about this. Um, all right. And I think that's so a good just, place to start. I just saw this on Twitter a little bit earlier today. And so I looked up a story on Engadget. Uh, this is 50 minutes old, so... Um, this is hot, hot off the press. Yeah, hot off the presses. And um, as of yesterday, if you're listening to this, the day that we upload Tech Yeah on Monday, um, this happened yesterday. This is current news today. Yeah, this is a leak right now. So um, the the thought is that this will get confirmed tomorrow. So if you hear this tomorrow, you, you'll probably just be seeing that this news is uh, coming out. Uh, Nvidia joins Intel in bidding war for major Israeli chip maker. Uh, the company's called Mellanox, and uh, here's the story from John Fingus at Engadget. Fingus is not a good name. Uh, if you needed name. any further evidence that NVIDIA is becoming more of a direct competitor to Intel, you might just have it. A Calcalist cal- source, whatever that means, claimed that NVIDIA has made an offer to acquire Mellanox, a chip maker best known for its high-performance com- computing and network tech. Well, it's not clear how much NVIDIA has been willing to pay. Reuters Insider said, uh, that's Reuters Insider said, that NVIDIA could pay more than $7 billion, well past the $6 billion Intel reportedly offered a few months ago. Mellanox and Intel have declined to comment, while NVIDIA wasn't available for comment on the weekend. Zilinx, I don't know how to say any of these words, is also <laughs> believed to be involved in the bidding, but Reuters believe that NVIDIA is close enough that it could unveil a deal as soon as March 11th, which would be Monday. While the exact reasons for the potential deal aren't clear, NVIDIA would have more than a few incentives to buy Mellanox, some of which which you might notice. It could be most helpful for server supercomputers and other situations where you need many processors working at tandem. At the same time, it could also be used for self-driving cars, uh, or even ensuring fast connections between multiple GPUs and workstations and gaming PCs. Uh, for Intel, it be more of a defensive play. Um, Intel and Mellanox have both cornered the market for InfiniBand technology used to link computer clusters. This could help keep the technology out of the hands of NVIDIA, AMD, and other competitors. It could also help with NVIDIA's mm-hmm. ambitions as its eyes quantum computing and other technologies that could depend on very fast connections. Hell yeah, um, boy. Yeah, big money, seven bill. Um, yeah. What I saw earlier on Twitter, it was, it was more about uh, NVIDIA trying to diversify as it's kind of uh, as a kind of miss with the 20 series GPUs and uh, their heavy investment on the gaming market um, is is fickle at best. Like they kind of realize that it's not a, um, they won't always own that space. So it was a little more of like a diversification play for Int- or for Nvidia. Yeah. But um, yeah, super interesting. Uh, what do you think about this? What's your first thought? Um, my first thought is that it that kind of what you said that it's interesting that Nvidia is starting to go after different types of computing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like in in January, their I mean, their market capitalization is ninety one billion, so they're a pretty big company, um, which is a little bit weird considering they don't they're not really out in the public a whole lot. You know, like if you're not into gaming, you may have never even heard of Nvidia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it has like a pretty niche. Um, I don't want to say following, but awareness. Um, but it cut its fourth quarter revenue estimate by half, um, or by half a billion dollars because weak demand for, for the 20 series 
in yeah. in China, you know, especially, and uh, lower than expected the the data center sales, which I'm completely unaware of their like their data center um, center uh, side of the business. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, in the dark about their data center side too, which is so you know I work in the business to business department. I just don't see a lot of Nvidia product on that side, so. You know, it must be big though. Sense. Yeah, it must be big. I mean, if they're if they're a ninety one billion dollar company, and you know, I mean, the the GPU market is all over the place. They've they must have, you know, a substantial amount of revenue elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty in the weeds in terms of like technology business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you're not into like investments and market capitalization and in CPU companies, I mean, like Mellanox, I mean, who the hell is that? And well, they're a seven billion dollar company, it sounds like, yeah. And you know, like, I don't know, I would, I would want to learn more about what their product is, what their IP looks like and what nvidia plans on doing with it it sounds like some of the the leaks are saying that intel really doesn't care they just are going to throw eight billion dollars at nvidia not getting this mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of uh i don't know that's like playing a card i i would guess yeah well it seems like you know because they um microsoft has developed so much into this kind of web-based um connection-based processing um, that they kind of want to keep that proprietary, you know? Um, and I can see why, I mean, I think as, as we go forward and as you see these, like, um, like the article says quantum computing, but even beyond that, yeah. like what, what, uh, Microsoft's doing with like Azure and even like, even in the gaming space, which I'm kind of more familiar with, um, like these direct to streaming kind of gaming services, um, it, it makes sense that they kind of want to protect that technology. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw, this is kind of a tangent, um, but they're releasing the next Xbox in the next few months. Yeah, I and, did. I did read a little bit about that. And so it's going to have did, no heart, no disc drive. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's basically supposed to be because, you know, because it's going to run a lot of these web based uh, streamed to your system games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that requires a lot of like a lot of kind of a lot of a lot of like uh network magic to make that feel far more yeah. um far more fa- make the connection feel far faster than it actually is you know um, yeah i don't know that that seems i mean it's a it's inevitable and it's like who's going to do it first and take a couple of shots on the chin because of it mm. um you know i i just wonder how much money they're saving to take that disk drive out that they can replace with, you know, a couple of terabytes of SSD in there. Yeah. I don't even think that's what they're going to do. I think their whole goal is to have people not install anything to their local systems and to use these. Oh, I know. Of, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like if like, instead of doing that, just mm-hmm. give, just give us like a huge SSD, um, you know, as like a stopgap, and that's yeah. still. I mean, if you put a two terabyte SSD in there, um, you know, it doesn't even have to be an NVMe kind of drive. It could just be, you know, a six gigabytes per second SATA. Yeah. Um, you know, and just say like, you know, here's two terabytes, which should be enough for most people, um, for you know, most of the games that they play, and for any of those games that 
you know, kind of graduate out of your hard drive library, you can keep them and play them, but you're, you know, it's streaming and, you know, you might have some latency issues or just, you know, like your, your non premier games that you're playing at the moment can yeah, be relegated I, to your, your mass online storage. Yeah. I think two terabytes would be, I think it's the size you would want, but I think it's too expensive. I, think, I don't think they would put it in cause it's, you know, couple hundred dollars and they're never going to add that to their uh to their systems but um but you know i, I get what you're saying I, I do think that that their idea though is this pure streaming kind of future i don't necessarily think you know i think it works better than people assume but i also think that it still is not good enough you know what i mean uh, i had that google play streaming server google i can't remember what they called it but google had a a direct streaming service for games where you could play Assassin's Creed and it actually worked really well. Um, but it's just, you know, not everyone has the connection that can support it. So that, they, yeah, that was what I was just going to say. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, if you're on some farm in Nebraska and you just want to play, you know, I mean, he, he, FIFA, yeah. you know, against the computer or, you know, the GTA or something, you know, it's, you're, are you screwed? Or even and, if you know if you're in the wrong neighborhood in Los Angeles and you don't have yeah, yeah. the right internet, like, and you want to play FIFA against your friend, like, if you're gonna lose every game because you know, like, you're a second yeah. behind, like, like you know, how's that gonna work? Or you have an internet outage. You know, your yeah. your Time Warner cable internet goes out and you're screaming at the customer service guy. You know, and the guy with the PlayStation next door is you know playing offline Red Dead. Yeah, I hear so I don't know. It's it's kind of weird, but it is. It's. it's I mean, it, it'll inevitably go that way, you know. Just like, you know, if you would have told somebody like, "Hey, you watch TV streamed online," um, people would be like, "That's freaking crazy. That's stupid." You know, isn't your phone line gonna be? <laughs> but you know, now it's just kind of commonplace, and you don't see too many people complaining that don't have internet that they can't watch Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. We were streaming video for a long time. Like, you know, like, it took a while to get here. You know what I mean? Like, but not T, f- but yeah, but not as exclusively as people are doing it now. I mean, but the, that's what I cord- mean. Like, the, the, the steps it took to get from, yeah. you know, being able to stream video over iTunes to, mm-hmm. or over, uh, like, Winamp back in the day to, yeah. like, full on streaming life was like 20 years or like 15 years, you know? So. You know, I think that the the getting from kind of a rudimentary steps of streaming games to being where we're actually doing that as like our primary way of playing on a console, I think we're still so far away from it. Yeah, mm. it's it's interesting though. I mean, it's it will happen. It's like that. I mean, that is what's going to happen, and yeah. it's going to be unfortunate to the 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 PC hardware nerds and PC builder enthusiasts that. You know, you're just not going to really have to build a computer anymore. Yeah, and I think that there will always be a place for it, right? Like, you're not... We're so far away from streaming 2K or, you know, high high refresh rate games. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like getting 30 frames consistent at 1080 is already going to be such an, such an undertaking with our current infrastructure that it's so far from kind of being at that premium level that like i think people that build pcs are looking for um but yeah and i you know i think uh 
I think it's going to be interesting to see the news tomorrow and see kind of where this works out with NVIDIA. So uh, if you guys are listening at home and, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, TechYapodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, But, yeah, I want to hear what you guys have to think about the story and tell us uh, what you think NVIDIA is going to do next. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious where this is going to go and... um... Yeah, I mean it's got it's got to be just machine learning, streaming, you know, big big like I mean like we've been talking about big data stuff, um, you know it's it's got to be along those lines because that's where the money's being made. It's not by guys like you and me buying you no. know the next the next generation GPU CPU at two hundred and fifty bucks. It's you know uh, health health insurance companies and massive data mining companies buying hordes and hordes of data via server stacks for you know hundreds of millions of dollars a pop that's yeah. where the money's at no absolutely and, and and cloud services and you know what i mean like you know amazon money is in aws it's not you know it's not right. in the, it's not in selling uh paper towels uh um, yeah and yeah and i think that that other companies trying to diversify into that all right bill what do you got what do you got for us today so this is uh, well. Here's a here's a short story. This is a this is a quick one. Um, before we go down some maybe longer ones, um, this is out of Bend, Oregon. This is a New York Post article. Um, this Oregon city will soon have the last blockbuster in the world. This really? kind of is a little segue from the streaming services. Um, but the Blockbuster store in a city near Central Oregon became the last one in the U.S. last year, and soon it will be the only one in the world. Um, so the Blockbuster store in Perth, Australia, is closing later this month, leaving the Bend, Oregon franchise <laughs> alone on the planet. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Captain How- Marvel has a Blockbuster video on it, too, just, uh, just so you know. Do they? Yeah. What, what movie was I watching recently that someone fell through the roof of a Blockbuster? That's Captain Marvel. Oh, it is. Oh, that's right. That Okay, so that was a teaser. That was a trailer, yeah. Trailer from that. That's what it is. Okay. It's so cheesy. <laughs> she yeah. falls through a Blockbuster, and then she's like, where's your communications equipment? And the guy points over, and there's a Radio Shack next door. It's oh like, my oh, God. my God. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh. <laughs> It's so OMG. But now um, I don't I don't want to go too like nostalgia. I mean there's there's reasons why we all do that, but um you know the the video store and specifically Blockbuster um that was a big part of my childhood. I'm sure oh, it was I, yours too. I loved Blockbuster. Like like it was the best. Like there's nothing better than like if something happened and you were like you know, like your parents are giving a ride home from somewhere and it was like four o'clock and they're like, Hey, why don't we pick up some food and go to Blockbuster? You were just like, Oh my fuck. This is like, how did this night get so good? <laughs> you know it's the best. I mean? Yeah, dude. Friday, Friday pizza and movie night. It's yeah. like such great memories. Especially like you and, convince them to rent a Nintendo game or something. And I was just like, Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so good. So but, great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's funny now because we can look back at it fondly, but if we had to do that now, it would be an absolute disaster. It would be the most painful thing, painful experience ever. Yeah, and, I would, no you way. Know, 
maybe even just for the fact that you have to get in your car and drive somewhere and park and get out and then go browse, you know, and whatever. Um, it's just, it's so convenient now, but to be in that kind of physical browsing area, um, you know, just, I mean, retail merchandised movies and entertainment, um, it was, it was kind of nice to be, I don't want to say passively, but kind of sold to with the movie posters and the cutouts and you had the movies playing on the screens in there. Um, it was just, I, I felt like it did a, a pretty good job of promoting the movie industry and that kind of entertainment where now, now I don't feel like we really have other than just trailers on YouTube, like a good place where you can get exposed to whether you like it or not movies that you didn't know existed or not. Especially down to Netflix is like all originals. It was, uh, it was nice how blockbuster, like I was kind of thinking when you brought it up, we're talking about going in. It was like, man, I can't believe we used to pick movies based on like the box covers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you would yeah. just stare at all the box covers and kind of see like, for one, which ones Blockbuster had like a million copies of because it was like that was obviously the hot movie. Right. And they always had the trailers running on the TV, you know, so you'd like kind of see a cool trailer and be like, oh, is that one here? Do they have it in stock? Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a different time. I remember I used to rent like, I rented every Jackie Chan movie. Like I'd go to the Kung Fu movie section and like start top to bottom, I rented every movie with Jackie Chan in it. And watched them like that was like one <laughs> summer or something, you know, because it was like cheap to rent old movies, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was just it was a crazy even like process of just kind of walking in and wandering around and being like, "Ooh, this looks neat," and you know, you'd show the box to your brother or whatever, and he'd be like, "This is stupid," you know, like it was just, it was a strange strange thing. Yeah, you know, we're we're so kind. It it kind of mirrors our conversation about the dating apps where. Mm-hmm. You know, you you never get to experience something that may have flaws in it um, that might be beneficial to you, that you might learn from, you know, in some way or enrich you in whatever way. I mean, how many movies did you rent that ended up being total garbage? And because of all the effort you put into going to get that movie and renting it and picking it out and you drove home and like, well, this is the movie I got. We got to finish it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you were kind of forced to sit through it and, you know, maybe it really did suck and it was a waste of time or maybe, you know, halfway through it kind of picks up and, you know, you just made your way through it and you learned what you like, what you didn't like. Um, but now it just, it's so easy to just, you know, click the back button and go find like, yeah, this sucks. Let's watch something else. And you go to another one and yeah, this kind of sucks. And it just, like everything has to be and that's why i think movies like captain marvel have to be down main street because they're you're not going to capture anybody and force them to watch your movie because they're just going to bail immediately mm-hmm. yeah there, no one has patience for mediocrity Mm-mm. and that was that was what i what i think something that you know you may not really think is a positive part about video stores like blockbuster but it built kind, you know, built movie watching character a little bit. Yeah, I could see that, and it, you know, because we didn't have so much stuff available, it always inspired me to like watch old things that like 
I could depend on even if I knew they weren't like the greatest thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So there well, you go. No more no more blockbuster video. No one really gives a crap. See you later. Well, rip rip blockbuster. Bend is a lovely town, so mm-hmm. enjoy your time up there. It's very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy that. Treat treat the blockbuster well, Bend. I'm sorry, all you lovely residents of Perth or whatever country, <laughs> whatever place you're from. Oh my God! All yeah, right, do you want to do you want to hear do you want to hear what irony is? Do you want like a good? You know, people always say like, "Oh, that's so ironic," and it's just a coincidence. Yeah, like rain on your wedding day. Yeah, that that whole song, the uh, Alanis Morissette song. I saw some analysis of that where literally everything in that song is not irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And it, and it almost makes it ironic. Yeah, like the irony of that song is that nothing that they talk about is ironic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So this is irony, and there it's it's really a two it's two part story here. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference the original story, and then I'm gonna reference. Uh, a story from the Washington Post that outlines the the second half of the story. Mm-hmm. So MI, MIT, um, which we all know as a very reputable organization, did this um, the study on the hipster effect, and it's it's entitled "The Hipster Effect: Why Anti-Conformists Always End Up Looking the Same," which is pretty funny. And I think any of us that are cynical about hipsters and what a hipster is will recognize that it is funny that they all look the same like they're trying People to always call me a hipster <laughs> you've got some hipster qualities but you're definitely i would not call you a hipster thanks phil you're, 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 you're a good guy yeah um so you know you've got the you've got the dreadlocks you got the beanie you got the beard or the goofy mustache and the the cuffed pants and the plaid shirt like i mean we we know what a hipster looks like now so this is and this is just the first paragraph so you can kind of see where they're coming from you've probably seen this effect perhaps you're a victim of it you feel alienated from mainstream culture and want to make a statement that you are not part of it you think about wearing different clothes experimenting with a new hairstyle or even trying unconventional makeup or grooming products and yet, when you finally reveal your new look to the world, it turns out you are not alone. Millions of others have made the exact same choices. Indeed, you all look more or less identical, the exact opposite of the countercultural statement you wanted to achieve. So that's the basis of this study. They wanted to dive into the, the, the question of why hipsters who are all trying to look different end up all looking the same. Mm-hmm. So the main question of it, how does this kind of synchronization occur? Is it inevitable in modern society that there are ways for people to be genuinely different from the masses? Um, so this is an MIT really heady article about, um, y- you know, like the mean hipster choice and there's graphs and distribution of switching times and stuff. So it's, (laughs) it's, I mean, it's very into the weeds, you know, it's, and essentially what, what they say is that, you know, like hipsters will, people that have this, 
this drive to look or feel different will gravitate towards something opposite of the masses. And then as that kind of becomes popular uh, beacon for being different or new or something, the masses start to migrate towards that. And then the hipsters kind of regress from from that. So that, and that's sort of why you see this like cyclical nature of fashion that you know they're they're constantly just going back and forth and trying to to chase or run away from each other. Yeah, it was always like my joke about like hot topic, right? It's like the counterculture you can buy at the mall. You know, like yeah. like yeah. it's completely in pop culture like like just entrenched in popular in like popularism and and what's hot and it's like but it's <laughs> But it's so like trying to it's so trying to put this edgy veneer on it. Like, no, like yeah. your mom doesn't want you to doesn't want you to have this stuff, you know? It's always yeah. so funny. Yeah, it is it is very funny. So so in this study they they published this um I don't I, it was like a Reuters AP stock photo of this bearded plaid shirt wearing gentleman walking down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So here's the second part of the story that gets really funny. So again, this study was all about how um, hipsters end up looking the same as one another in in a, in um, trying to look different from everybody else. So this is a, um, <laughs> this is just so good. You can't just laugh on your own. <laughs> I, I know. Okay, so the Washington Post article. Uh, I was just making sure that this headline didn't didn't uh, reveal anything. Um, hipsters all look the same. Man inadvertently confirms. So this is uh, Megan Flynn wrote this article in response to this MIT article. Oh, I think I saw this on Twitter. Okay, yeah, go ahead, dude. It's freaking fantastic. I just I okay. just recognized what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. So um, good. I'm glad you know where this is going because it's so good. Um, Let's say you've come across... I'm going to pretty much read this because she does such a good job of laying this down. Um, let's say you come across a photograph in a magazine of a bearded man walking down a sidewalk in a flannel shirt and a beanie. You're looking really closely at this photo because somehow it looks familiar. So you ask yourself, who is this guy? Is he A, a total stranger, probably a model, B, a character caricature or a stock image of a hipster because no one really uses that word non-ironically anymore mm-hmm. or c you oh god you think it is you so after your friends and family agree you promptly decide to write to the editors of the magazine the mit technology review where the photograph appeared above an article from last month headlined the hipster effect, why anti-conformists always end up looking the same, to complain and threaten to sue them. The use of the photo, you assert, is slanderous. Given the February 28th article, article's subject matter, it's about how newly published mathematical theory may explain why hipsters, or non-conformists if you prefer, in their eternal quest to defy mainstream trends, end up conforming to a trend themselves. They all just end up looking the same. So again, she's laying the groundwork for you see this picture, you think it's you, and because the article is saying that hipsters all look the same mm-hmm. you get pissed because it's you in that picture and you don't want to be slandered as being grouped as a hipster or like a, so you, you are just a, a follower hipster looks like everybody else 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm no, a unique I individual, am. you know? Yeah, I am unique. So you begin your February 28th email. You used a heavily edited Getty image of me for your recent bit of clickbait about why hipsters all look the same. It's a poorly written and insulting article, and somewhat ironically about five years too late to be desperately relevant as it is attempting to be. By using a tired cultural trope to try to spruce up an otherwise disturbing study. So Gideon Litchfield, editor-in-chief of the MIT Technology Review, recently the or received the accusatory email that same day, and immediately he launched an investigation, the findings of which came to light this week, uh, you know, Mar- the beginning of March here. Um, he started by asking, would his magazine really misuse this bearded man's photograph without his permission and without a Getty image license? No way. His art team would have never, would never do that, Gideon thought. Um, as he told the Washington Post in an interview Wednesday, um, was this even the same guy? The Post is not identifying the man who sent the email, which was provided by Litchfield. Um, and also had hipster, in quotes, really become such a bad word that you can now sue someone for slander over it, which is a you know very valid point. It just, that in itself is ridiculous. Um, but still the core of this potential, you know, lawsuit or threat is that the unauthorized use of your picture in an article, you know, yeah. along with the disparaging stuff. So, so this is Litchfield. Uh, my first response was, did we do anything wrong? His next thought is, I also don't think you could be sued for slandered for implying somebody's a hipster. <laughs> so that's <laughs> the two, the two sides of it. Very, very, uh, fair questions to to ask yourself uh to be fair when mit staffers pulled up the man's facebook page he really did look like the guy in the picture in the mit uh technology reviews article about lookalike hipsters but with the threat of legal action dangling in the air the magazine contacted getty images and the legal team before taking action such as removing the photo and i don't know if the if the mit article was in print or not it may have been both print and um, online, but either way, it's still. If it's online, it's really not that difficult to remove a photo, but mm-hmm. if it's in print, obviously, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Um, Getty Images completed its review Tuesday. Its response was decisive. Definitely just a model, a different bearded beanie wearing guy. <laughs> wow, I stand corrected. The litigious bearded man wrote back to the technology review after learning his mistake this week. In other words, Litchfield wrote in a widely shared Twitter thread on Wednesday, the guy who'd threatened to sue us for misusing his image wasn't the one in the photo. He misidentified himself, all of which just proves the story we ran. Hipsters look so much alike, they can't even tell themselves apart from each other. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know. Like, I saw this on Twitter and was just like, this is so dumb. Like, you know, like the, this, this, this guy, like being this, like so outraged. Like, how do you not realize that you're walking into that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you not know it's not you? How do you not see the irony in like, oh, like, Dude, it's if pretty I funny. Jump, if I jump <laughs> in on this thing, that's not me. Like. <laughs> I'm going to prove exactly what I'm saying is like callous and insensitive. Right. Dude, like, it's so, the, the funny part is that it it's like when I was reading this story, 
there was a um, a stock photo as part of as part of both stories, mm-hmm. and I was and I was reading both stories, imagining the picture in question, and I'm you know I was picturing kind of like a guy on a sidewalk a little bit further away, and it's kind of hard to tell, or his back might be to you, but the the stock picture in this Washington Post recap article is the actual picture. And it is pretty close up. Like, mm. it's waist to the top of his head in full-on profile shot. It's so ridiculous that this guy thought it was him because it is a picture of somebody. It, it's the best way to describe it. Is It's it's not like, a who who is that? It's like, here's a picture of somebody. It's, it's that, not ab- abstract or anything. It's just no. a dude. It's just, here is a picture of a guy. That's so funny. <laughs> what, a fucking, what a fucking moron. It's so stupid, dude. It's so stupid. And it's, it was just, I mean, I, you, you know me, I always try, if there's kind of a, a story that's borderline technology-based, try to loop it back into something just so it, you know, is on brand. You know, tech yeah. Oh, is this about to um, go on, it's about to get on brand? Uh, no. I, I just thought this was so funny. And I could I could be like you know and because of the computer and Twitter and internet and we have open idea like I none of that matters I don't care if this is connected to technology or not even though it was from MIT so technically it's you know technology but um, so freaking great that I mean just the best example of irony I could possibly think of yeah and I think you know like. As much as we're about technology, I think that includes, like, tech culture, right? Or, like, you yes, know, um, yeah. like, the culture of kind of, like, I don't know. I feel like like the, like, our age group is, like, a, like, the culture of technology. You know what I mean? And so, um, so I don't think that, I don't, I don't feel like we're hard trapped in, like, here is news about microchips, you know? What I mean? <laughs> right, like, right. Like, I think it's fine to branch out of those. It's just like, man, how it still boggles my mind. Like how, how full of outrage. Like how, how like ingrained in outrage culture you must be, to like, yeah, not real. It's like if you know, like, to not realize you're feeding into and basically proving that article. Like when you just snap to this <laughs> outrage, right? Like the only thing better would yeah. have been like, like hipsters look the same. And they rush to outrage on, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, and they're litigious. <laughs> yeah, and they're litigious and rush to uh, to to play victim complex, right? Oh, like, God, it's uh, it's that's crazy. Um, it's and so funny. Crazy. I'm funny, but <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, this the the culture is everyone's trying to look for some way to differentiate themselves from other people, and oh. Uh, just, just be yourself, and who cares if it's kind of mainstream, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Just be yourself. Like, whatever that means. And that doesn't mean, like, you can't see something you think is cool and, like, want to do that. Like, I think part of being yourself is, like, identifying, like, what you think is cool or what you like in other people and being willing to embrace those things, right? Because, you know, I, I see a lot of people that, like, um, are so... Um, anti-popularness popular stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they're so anti whatever is cool 
that like they think that they're not being themselves if they like you know like do those things they like you know what i mean like that's not me you know but it's like yeah well you're not walmart t-shirts either like you know what i mean like that's not <laughs> like yeah it's fine but yeah. you you need to kind of embrace the things that you like too otherwise you're not really being true to yourself either um but yeah that story is that's i don't even know i don't even have a lot to say about it i think the story kind of speaks for itself i know and that's yeah i don't like there's no hot take off of that there's no it's just it's just so good yeah it's super it's, funny it's so good yeah just like such such outrage and just wanting to be offended all the time and Oh my god! So what you want to you you know you want to put uh, uh, what the what the hell is that um, avocado toast? You know, eat your avocado toast and have your suspenders and go biking. You know, to the farmers market. Like your, that's cool fixie, if you're yeah yeah like if you're into that that's cool. Like there's you know that's your thing. No like more power to you, dude. Knock yourself out. It's awesome. Love it. Love you. Keep doing keep doing you. But. Don't do that just because you think that it's be, you're being different, you know, and, and yeah, that's yeah. your goal is to just be different, you know. Yeah, trying to be different is so, like, like I it, it's a noble it's a noble cause, I guess, right? Like, because when you see people that are truly like different, it is interesting, you know what I mean? Like, they are interesting yeah. people, but it's because they do like. Courageous, I was the word I was going to use, but I don't know if it's really courageous. But sometimes it is. You know what I mean? When people are really willing to to be different with their lives and kind of like expose themselves and be extremely vulnerable. You know what I mean? There is nothing courageous about growing a beard and wearing a flannel. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not that's not where it's at. You know? <laughs> no, no, especially when you're your like collective goal is to be nonconformist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the, the, the South Park goth kids. Um, what episode was it? It was, Oh, it was the dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. The dancing Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's lame. I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's really lame. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to conform to your, you know, whatever. And then the fourth kid is like, I'm going to be so nonconformist that I'm not going to conform with you guys. And I am going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that was a not yeah yeah it's it's yeah i mean that's completely like you know like what it is in a nutshell though it's just it's just insanity it's just circular insanity so th- this is one of my favorite quotes which i i'm not going to be able to attribute because i can't remember who said it um but it is it is one of the best lines that i've heard in a long time and it is concerning uh, regarding the internet mm-hmm. the quote was Whose idea was it to allow every stupid person in the world to talk to one another? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, but you know how us stupid people are. Oh my god. It's it is really true. I mean, that's kind of the the core problem with the internet, but it does create some pretty some pretty funny things. Have you have you been on you you're kind of into Reddit, right? Yeah, I go on Reddit a lot. Yeah, I'm. I am like very, very. I'm a Reddit noob. Yeah, um, I can tell. Yeah, I I have like a couple of Reddit posts that I've you know I've done like 500 upvotes kind of thing. Um, That's pretty good. It's not too bad, right? It's about mostly about airplanes. 
It's completely about airplanes, yeah. Oh, um, but there, Julia and I were, were looking through the mildly interesting subreddit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen that? Which one? The um, mildly interesting. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let me. I'm gonna type it in here. Mildly interesting on my super noisy keyboard. Um, but that. There's there are glimmering spots on the internet where you're just like, God, dude, I really, really love the internet, mm-hmm. where you you can find things that you'd never ever see before, and you know, see people doing things, you know, talents, you know, just it's just awesome. You sound like such an old person right now. I, I feel like an old person every time I think that. Where like I'll I'll be. I'll be served a video on YouTube, like recommendations, and I'll watch it and be like, "Oh my god, that was awesome!" Yeah, you sound and like... just be like so happy that I like this is we live in a great time. This is amazing. You're a straight up senior citizen right now. You know that? I know. I You're know. like, oh, you guys, have you seen the internet before? It's it's crazy. All right. So speaking, so speaking of the crazy, crazy internet and some really deep, dark corners of it. Oh no! Um, yeah, this is a Gizmodo article called "Delete Never: The Digital Hoarders Who Collect Tumblers, Medieval Manuscripts, and Terabytes of Text Files." What is this? So, All right, let's let's see what this is. Yeah, so this is really interesting, and this article itself wasn't that interesting to me. But um, speaking of Reddit, there was a Reddit post that just blew me away with how weird and interesting it was. And I, I want to get your take on this. So so here, here is the, the intro to this, this article. This was completely new to me. So when it comes to their stuff, people often have a hard time letting go. When the object of their obsession are rooms full of clothes or newspapers, it can be unhealthy, even dangerous. But what about a stash that fits on a 10 that fits on 10 5-inch hard drives? Online, you'll find people who use hashtags like hashtag digital hoarder and hang out in the 12 120,000 subscriber Reddit forum called, you know, our data hoarder mm-hmm. subreddit where they trade tips on building home data servers, share collections of rare files from video game manuals to ambient audio recordings, and discuss the best cloud services for backing up files. So this is kind of weird, but you're just, you know, it doesn't, it's not really grabbing me yet, but this is, this is that like, you know, who, who let all the dumb people communicate with each other thing. So they often stereotype hoarders, letting the, uh, letting heaps of physical items of questionable utility dominate their homes and lives, often suffer social stigma and anxiety as a result. By mm-hmm. contrast, many self-proclaimed digital hoarders say they enjoy their collection, can keep them contained in a relatively small amount of physical space, and often take pleasure in sharing them with other hobbyists or anyone who wants access to uh, the same public data. So it very, um, at the face of it, it just seems like a very innocuous hobby and just very niche and bizarre, but nothing, you know, harmful, right? I want to go delete all their files. <laughs> just, just bring a magnet over to their house. Yeah. Um, so data hoarder 
means to me simply someone who collects and curates digital data, said the user archivist, one of the moderators of the data hoarder subreddit, in a private message on Reddit. It's a little removed from the disorder we usually see from traditional hoarders. So I can see that. I mean, I take some pleasure in, you know, like, creating some file structure and putting things away in a, in a clean manner where I can find them before. Um, so I kind of get that. I mean, it's almost like OCD a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So nothing, nothing too crazy, but here's where it's funny where like sub countercultures splinter and it's, it just becomes really weird. So this guy is, I, I believe, another mod in this subreddit, and his his username. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's five ten t baguettes. And what? this was, <laughs> I, I don't know. This has uh, twenty six hundred upvotes on it. So the the name of of his post here, the title of his post is, "Please stop posting pictures of your hard drives." <laughs> <laughs> Just like as soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh Lord, here we go." That's so funny. Yeah, here here we go. So, um, <clears throat> hey, quick reminder. Posting pictures of a bunch of hard drives that you just bought isn't interesting. It's boring, and I'm tired of deleting them all. I'm tired of seeing, am I part of this now, or am I doing this right posts? By the way, that was all one sentence. Mm. <laughs> a lot of comma splices there. Um it's it's not because you have 100 terabytes free of storage on your server that you are a data hoarder, and there is no, quote, good way to do this. Data hoarding isn't about just buying $3,000 worth of hard drives just for posting them here. What's interesting is what you do with your storage. If you just have one terabyte of storage, but you do something freaking cool with it, what what you can share here is always more important than someone buying 30 terabytes of storage and never posting again here. Please focus on what we love, the data, not the storage medium. Please focus on projects, on archiving, on digital preservation. Thanks. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> it's not about the media, all right? It's about the the projects. Tony, what the hell is that about? I don't know. People are weird, man. I mean, I guess I get it. Like, cause when I was younger, when I was a young internet nerd before there were like, you know, like, um, you couldn't stream everything. Right. So if you wanted like movies and stuff, you had to have like collections. And I can remember like, like collecting like all the movies, like no matter what it was, I would download the movie, download like box art for it. So I could have it in my digital media server, you know? Um, cause there was just a time where that was like what you did. And I feel like that this is like a, an extrapolation of that, you know, where, where people like, there's just something about having all that stuff, I guess that, you know, I guess if you cared, I guess if you were into that thing or, you know, I guess I can see the desire, but it's so weird. Like it's so, it's so ineffective now. You know what I mean? When you, when there's like. I'd understand if you were uploading this to some kind of cloud, right? Like a web server so that like people could have access to it, right? Like I I take all the video game manuals and I digitize them and I put them on an Amazon web server and I take donations for it and you know, and that way everyone has access to everything. But like storing it in your closet in a like a, <laughs> a server rack is just so weird. It's so strange. It's just you know, it's a it's it's 
It's know. almost like a. It, it feels like it's kind of a fetish thing. I mean, sort of. Yeah, you know, I, I always think of fetish as more of like a like a sexually gratifying thing, but I could yeah. see that. I could see that. And that's it, yeah, and it, I don't I don't necessarily mean it as like it's a it's a sexual like they get like a sexual pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I mean like those like furry things, that's I mean that's like one of the weirder kind of mainstream fetishes that I can think of. Mm-hmm. But there's not necessarily an inherent like sexual component to that. No, it's very it's sexual. Well, it it is, but it but the actual like I, I don't know. It, it seems like people are kind of have a compulsion. Those furries, those furries gif all over each other, bro. I know, but I'm just, I'm, it, these, that response where it's like, don't show pictures of your, you know, hard drives. It's about the data. It's about do you know, it feels like, like these, this subsection of people are, are almost getting off on like collecting new data and they get like a jolt of, you know, whatever, you know whether it's like a translated into some like like they get massive boners when they find like a new you know like data feed that they can just like hoard but um it's it's like that kind of level of specific obsession that well, is yeah, very bizarre I, I think there's a i mean i think it's a human condition but i think it's it's more visible now than it probably was in the past that like um you know, being able to create like a, a, a air of superiority over others based mm-hmm. on, um, you know, based on, on any like, any like subsection, subsection you create is such like a, a common like path pathology, you know what I mean? To be like, yeah, you know, well, I have a bunch of hard drives. I can kind of do this or I have access to this file server that other people don't you know like i know this guy who's got you know 900 pictures of you know kennedy like i'll digitize all of them put them on a file server and then i'll post on reddit and people will love me you know what i mean like <laughs> um i think i think people in general kind of seek out that sort of um gratification and you know i think yeah. that that i think what you see in those subreddits is kind of that taken out to the nth level you know what i mean where it's like where it's like now there's like tiers of people in that tribe and and it's like well now who's the who's the great who's the most um virtuous of our of our group you know what i mean like who does it for the love like who's not here for the for (laughs) for accolades who's not here just for the fame who's here to really yeah you know for the data and, you uh, hard drive picture posters are not pure of heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I think that's where it really comes from, right? Is just this this kind of puritanical ideology of like I'm, you know, I'm better than you because X like or like I'm I'm superior yeah. to to non-data hoarders because, you know, they just don't get it. Like I think these people all have faced a lot of rejection and criticism in their past lives and are looking for validation in the data. That's yeah, my take. It's, That's my it's take. very it's very strange. Yeah, I it's, think they're not it's, popular it's with the ladies. Probably probably not. And I am you know, that's it may be prejudicial to to assume that I mean I am definitely picturing like a Ken Bone kind of looking guy you know just no, I just downloading. I'm not even saying like that I just think because 
you know, I think the things that drive even physical hoarders is like a a a, a, a desire for fulfillment, right? Like a like psychologically, they're seeking some kind of um, some kind of fulfilling endeavor to like complete them or to you know. And I think that that's mm-hmm. and I just think that's indicative of someone that's maybe lonely or um, or not happy with the relationships they've been in or didn't feel loved by their parents or you know what I mean. Like um, like it's not the well adjusted. I feel that. Um, and and don't get me wrong. I think if you have a file server and you like collecting all the movies or video game manuals, I think that's fine. I think if you're on Reddit telling other people that their pictures <laughs> yeah, of hard drives make them fake yeah. file savers, you know, I think those are two very different people. You know, yes, and, and that uh, that is a hundred percent true. Because I I mean I I have trouble deleting things as well. But there's yeah, a, I have stacks it, of hard drives. Like, don't get me wrong, I have terabytes. Yeah, on my desk right now, I probably have six terabytes of old hard drives that I swap in and save stuff on. So, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm just I don't go around telling people that you know they're not legit data hoarders <laughs> for any reason. Yeah, it just yeah, it was it was so weird when I when I saw that or you know just like, um, <laughs> just like exactly like does this does this have to be a thing that's got a community? Like I know there's like a group for everybody, but this is just kind of like something most people do on one level or another, and I guess this is just a group of people that take it to an extreme. Yeah, you better give it the program, buddy. I guess, and it's like, yeah, it's like let's let's join a we take the garbage out once a week club. <laughs> it's like I do that every week, hey, every single week. Yeah, let's start a club, dude. All right. But son of a bitch, if you send, if you start posting pictures about you just buying garbage cans, I'm gonna ban you. Yeah, trash bags and trash cans are not. It's, n- it's not what it's about. It's about taking the garbage out, not about what fancy garbage can you have. I don't know. I have some fancy garbage cans. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up, Bill. That sounds good to me. You got got any last words for these uh, TYPs out there? Oh, the TYPs. I forgot about that. TYPs, you guys guys are the best. Um, Yeah, if you guys are sick of getting robocalls, uh, there is a new app uh, with a young one-year subscription um, called Call Carol. Call, sorry, Call Carol. Call Control. It's 20 bucks, and it'll stop from uh, spammers from calling you. Which I know we probably all have those, and they are scheduled to be up forty six percent. Are you sponsored um, by this app? No, no. I just thought it was interesting, and all right. Because if you're sponsored, you have to cut me in. This is our show, you know. That's true. Yeah. No, this is a non sponsored spot. I just you can't, thought that you can't was just it. drop commercials. It, it was a nice little technological, me. yeah, nice little technology bow to put on the show. Um. Okay. And for mine, um, I will say. I don't know. Play uh, play video games, guys. It's fun. All right. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you and for the love of God, stop posting pictures of your damn hard drive. Yeah, you stop infantile of your stupid hard drives. Don't go to Hot Topic. Well, go to Hot yeah. Topic. I have a friend that works at Hot Topic. Me and Bill have a mutual friend actually that works there. So yeah. you know what? Go to Hot Topic. Buy some pops. All right. And uh, if you want to reach <laughs> out to us, techyapodcast at gmail dot com. Techyapodcast on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I guess I'm supposed to tell you to leave a like on iTunes or something. I, I don't really care. 
I mean, I guess share it, share the podcast. If you got this yeah. far, you must have enjoyed it. Please forward this link to a friend that you think might be interested in podcasts. If they don't know what a podcast is, be very nice and explain it to them because my mom is now asking me to send her all of the interesting Joe Rogan podcasts because when she finishes the tech yeah for the week, she wants more podcasts. So even if you, if someone doesn't know what a podcast is, that doesn't mean that they won't in, be interested by a podcast, whether it's this one or another one. So share podcasts. It's a great way for... Uh, for people to learn new things that uh, you know in a in a manner in which it, they normally wouldn't have. Yeah, and don't be afraid to hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. So, uh, yeah. so uh, just uh, you know, you got the email before. But uh, with that, uh, I love you guys, and uh, we're out of here. Love you too. Tech yeah, tech yeah. We out. Bye.